for um, uh, the online virtual protocols. And then we're going to have to need, we'll need a vote tonight once we take roll um, because our chair and vice chair are both, I don't believe, going to be here this evening. So we'll have to take a quick vote to have an acting chair. Um, so I'll let Luke go ahead and do the spiel tonight, and then uh, I will take roll, and then we'll do the uh, vote for an acting chair. Hey, good evening, everybody. Luke Mortensen, Planning Development Services Department. I'll try to go through these quickly. I know we've heard them all many times. Um, good evening and welcome to the November 4th, 2021 Board of Zoning Appeals meeting. My name is Luke Mortensen, and I'll obviously be facilitating the Zoom video portion of tonight. Um, Catherine Wheat, Planner and Staff Liaison to the Board of Zoning Appeals, is in the room tonight at City Hall. Um, I will be um, participating virtually. Currently, everybody should be muted so that we can talk through the general rules. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. As you're all aware by now, during the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand corner of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you're muted, a red line will appear over that icon. That will make it easier for everyone to hear the meeting. Just remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In the menu, you can also turn your camera on or off by clicking the video icon located next to that microphone icon. For the purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on for the duration of the meeting. If you are participating by phone, you can enter star six to mute and unmute your phone. Somewhere on your Zoom screen, you will be able to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker, gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. Be aware that we will not be screen sharing as a part of tonight's meeting. All attachments, reference materials, and submissions from the public are included in the agenda packet. A few reminders to ensure the provisions of the Kansas Open Meeting uh, Act are met. Members, you must state your name and title each time you speak. Members of city staff will also be stating their name and title each time they speak. I ask that all the applicants, members of the public, identify themselves each time they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. Individuals who have signed up in advance to provide public comments remotely will be called upon by name. When you are called on, please unmute your listening device and state your name before speaking. The chair will then call for in-person public comment for those who are physically present. They'll go up to the podium and speak and, and of course follow social distancing and safety protocols. All motions will need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, staff will call on each commissioner individually to provide their vote. Staff will then announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. Again, please keep yourself muted when you're not speaking, and I'll throw it back to Catherine for the rest of the procedural items. All right, staff liaison Catherine Week. I'm gonna go ahead and call roll. Clark? Clark? Here. Falvey? Here. Gardner? Here. Harrod? Here. Rankin? Shalinsky? Here. Weisner? Okay, we do just have quorum. So we will need to quickly uh, vote for an acting chair to run this meeting. And just for expediency's sake, as your staff liaison and secretary, I might throw out that perhaps our previous chair would like to run one more meeting. <laughs> If you uh, do, we need a nomination. If so, I'd like to nominate Travis. <laughs> uh, board member Shalinsky, I'll second that. Okay, I'll take a quick vote on that. 
Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Arid? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Okay, the motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Well, this is uh, breveted chairperson, Herod. <laughs> <laughs> the general got that one. <laughs> um, back in the saddle for one more uh, turn. So anyway, we'll get to our agenda tonight. And uh, we've already had a roll card to determine if there's quorum. Uh, I'll go on to agenda item B. Um, are there any communications that we need to acknowledge uh, coming before the board? Uh, we have no communications that are coming before the board this evening. Super. And regarding the agenda items we have, I think there's two agenda items tonight um, for public hearing. The board need to disclose any ex parte communications or anything like that regarding these agenda items. I don't see any coming from our board members, and I have none. And is anything going to be deferred tonight, Catherine? There are no items for deferral tonight. All right, this is Chairperson Herod, thank you. So with that, I think it's uh, allowable for us to move on to uh, portion C of our agenda, the public hearing. And it looks like first up for consideration tonight is item uh, B-21-00350. And I'll let staff take it from here, thank you. Okay, good evening, Catherine Week, staff liaison. Um, I'm here to present uh, the variance request for B2100350, um, and this is a variance request from front yard, front setback um, to reduce the 20 foot setback down to six feet, four inches. Um, the property is located at 1220 Summit, and um, moving into the uh, criteria, well, the reason for the request is that the applicants are trying to uh, bring the structure into habitability and compliance, uh, remodel and rebuild the existing porch that exists on the site currently. Um, the five criteria, the first, um, that the variance, um, this particular, that the, the variance request arises from conditions that are unique to the property and not ordinarily found in similar zoning districts. Um, upon staff's uh, research of the history of the property. The subject property was platted in 1917 um, and the current residence was constructed approximately 1940 according to Douglas County records. At the time of the residence construction, the city of Lawrence had adopted a zoning code via the 1935 zoning code. At that time, that property was zoned U1, which is dwelling house. Um, and the setback requirement was either a maximum of 25 feet or uh, based on the height and area, class A for this particular district, um, could be 20 feet measured from the zoning boundary. And so at the time this house was constructed, um, it measured between 21 and 23 feet from the east edge of the zoning boundary, which would have been the east edge of Summit Street. Photos prior to 1995 were not very clear, um, but uh, some of the more recent photos since 1955 showed that the structure um, was approximately 21 to 23 feet from that zoning edge or the east edge of uh, Summit Street. And that over time, possibly with the improvements to Summit Street, um, initially it appeared to be about 16 feet wide. The street is now 20 feet wide. Um, 
it now resides approximately 18 to 20 feet from that zoning boundary or east edge of summer. So at the time of construction, this structure would have been considered compliant with those zoning setbacks. So staff did find that there are unique circumstances at this particular address that um, could justify the request for a variance. Criteria two, that the granting of the variance would not adversely, adversely affect the rights of adjacent property. Um, st in staff's opinion, the requested variance would not adversely affect the rights of adjacent property. Um, notice was provided, and at the time of the report, there was uh, no concern or any communication received uh, for this particular item. The porch would be rebuilt in the same location, and all of the activity would be maintained on this property. Number three, the third criteria is that the strict application of the provisions of the chapter which the variance is requested will constitute unnecessary hardship. Staff did find that it could potentially rise to the level of unnecessary hardship. As staff found based on the research, the house was constructed in compliance with the 1935 zoning codes. Um, that structure has not moved. Context around the structure has moved and zoning has changed. That was not due to any owner of the property. Criteria four, that the variance uh, desired will not adversely affect public health, safety, morals, order, convenience, prosperity, or general welfare. In staff's opinion, granting the variance will not create adverse effects upon um, any of the above mentioned criteria. And criteria five, that granting the variance would not be opposed to the general spirit and intent of the chapter. In staff's opinion, approval of the variance is consistent with the general spirit of intent of the development code and as this structure was compliant at the time it was built um, this is not uh, against the intent of the of the variance regulations so in conclusion staff finds that this particular variance request does meet all five of the conditions set forth in section 2013-09 and staff is recommending approval for the front building setback um, and the variance to reduce from 20 feet um, in the RS5 district to six feet, four inches, where it currently resides today. And I would be happy to stand for any questions if you have them. This is Chairperson Heron. Thank you, Catherine. Does the board have any questions for staff? Okay, I don't see any questions for staff. Do we have the applicant here tonight? Um, we do have the applicant's representative here tonight. He's in the room. Um, he may have some things to say. Great. Well, hello, I'm Fred Schneider, and I'm representing Mr. Cerna on this project. Uh, I think it's straightforward. The, the house would like to be, we'd like to remodel it and make it habitable. And obviously, we can't pick the house up and move it. So unless I get a variance, I don't think we could proceed with this project. So we're very much asking for a, an approval. Thank you. Thank you. This is Chairperson Herod. Does uh, anyone on the board have any questions for the applicant? All right. I don't see any questions. Oh, Barry. Barry, you're muted. Barry, you're still muted. There you go. Sorry about that. I don't have a question exactly i do have a comment that um with all of the uh 
demolitions and rebuilds that I see happening on the east side of town. I think it is very commendable that somebody wants to uh, renovate and reuse a really nicely built, good-looking older structure that has gone into disrepair. Um, I commend the property owner. I drove by today, uh, looked at the site, and uh, I agree that this um, request is very reasonable. Thank you, Board Member Shalinsky. This is Chairperson Harrod. Um, does anybody else have any questions for the applicant? All right, I don't see any questions for the applicant. Is there any, is there any public comment on this agenda item? Staff liaison, this is Catherine Week. There is no one in the room other than the applicant's representative. Super. All right. Board Member Gardner, uh, motion to close the public comment. This is Chairperson Harrod. Is there a second for the motion to close public comment? Board Member Shalinsky, second. All right. It's been moved and seconded to close public comment. I'd ask staff to call the roll. Sure. Staff liaison, Catherine Week. Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Harrod? Aye. Shalinsky. Aye. And motion carries. Thank you. Right, this is Chairperson Harrod. Thank you for that. Well, uh, it's back to the board um, regarding this agenda item. I see General Gardner. Uh, board Member Gardner, I, I agree with Barry, and um, I want to commend the staff. I also want to commend the, uh, the property owner. Um, and I'd like to make a motion to approve the variance for 1220 Summit Street to reduce the front building setback from 20 feet to six feet, four inches to allow rebuilding the front porch based on the findings of the staff report that concluded the request met all five conditions outlined in section 201309G1. This is Chairperson Herod. Thank you, Board Member Gardner. Is there any second for Board Member Gardner's motion? Board Member Shalinsky couldn't have said it better myself. I second. All right. So, Board Member Shalinsky with the deuce. So, I will then, if there's no objection, send it back to staff to call the roll. Staff liaison, Catherine Week. Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Arid? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Motion carries four to zero. Thank you. Thank you, board. Chairperson Herod, thank you. So let me get back to my agenda. So now we have number two uh, on, in section C of the agenda, and this is item captioned B-21-00373. I'd ask staff to advise us on this item. Good evening, board members. Luke Mortensen, Planner with Planning and Development Services Department. As Chair Harrod just noted, public hearing item number two is a variance from the density and dimensional standards for non-residential zoning districts. Specifically, the request is, it, is for a reduction of the required setback for an IG general industrial district lot abutting an R residential district lot from 50 feet to 23 feet. The property is located on Lincoln Street in North Lawrence, and the applicant intends to establish a construction sales and service land use. The first criteria focuses on uniqueness. The subject property is 1.2 parcel acre 
or excuse me, 1.2 acre parcel comprised of eight platted lots and vacated right of way. The subject property was platted and recorded in 1871. That's 56 years before the adoption of zoning in 1927. The property has no structures and has no active use at this time. Its size, depth, and zoning history are unique when compared to other IG district properties. The subject property was likely originally platted and intended for residential uses. Staff determined this by the existing platted lots, uh, 50 foot by 117 foot dimensions. This is a standard residential lot size in the original town site areas of Lawrence. Even though the subject property was likely platted for residential uses, its zoning history indicates it's been zoned industrially for the majority of its existence. The zoning history located on page five of the agenda item uh, indicates that it was resi residentially zoned for only four years between 1945 and 1949. The area surrounding the subject property has been a historically industrial, industrially zoned node within North Lawrence. The subject property's building envelope was significantly restricted upon the rezoning of five formerly M3, that's the intensive industrial district under the 1966 zoning code, to RMD, that's the multi-dwelling duplex uh, district under the 1966 zoning code, in or before 1997. Upon the adoption of the current land development code in 2006, the subject property's M3 designation converted to IG district and the adjacent residential uses converted to the RM12D district. This has forced an extraordinary 50-foot setback for the subject property where it is abutting the RM12D zoned lots. The subject property's depth more closely matches a residentially zoned lot. However, it is subject to the setback standards and development rights of an industrially zoned property. Its restricted building envelope caused by the rezoning of adjacent properties is a unique condition to the site and is not the result of the applicant's actions. Criteria two focuses on adverse impacts on adjacent property owners and residents. In staff's opinion, the requested variance will not adversely affect the rights of adjacent property owners or residents. A reduced setback will not restrict their property owner or resident rights from maintaining their existing detached dwelling or duplex land uses. We did receive one communication from an adjacent property owner. She called to understand the proposed variance requests and had some comments regarding stormwater, um, but she did not uh, voice support or opposition of the proposed setback. Uh, criteria three focuses on unnecessary hardship. In staff's opinion, strict adherence to the land development code may constitute an unnecessary hardship. The depth of this building envelope decreases from 94 feet in the west to 51 feet in the east. A standard RS, that's the single dwelling residential district, lot has a deeper building envelope than that. Usually it's between 62 and 77 feet depending on the zoning district. Had the subject property developed with an uh, approved industrial use prior to 1997, um, when the adjacent property was rezoned, there would not have been a required extraordinary setback along that rear property line. The rezoning of the adjacent properties created a situation where the majority of the subject property is encumbered by setbacks. In this particular instance, staff believes imposing modern setback standards on a long industrially zoned property may constitute an unnecessary hardship. Criteria four, uh, is concerned with adverse impacts on the public health, safety, morals, order, convenience, prosperity, and general welfare. 
In staff's opinion, granting the requested variance will not create an adverse impact on the above mentioned items. Any proposed development on the property um, is subject to the site plan and floodplain development permit processes. Those are ongoing with staff at the moment. Required setbacks will be provided and exceeded on other property lines on the northwest and east. Additionally, per Article 10 of the Land Development Code, the applicant will need to provide a Type 3 buffer yard along the eastern two-thirds of that rear lot line. That's the portion, portion that is adjacent to the residentially zoned lots. Um, buffer yards are further detailed in the staff report and in the Land Development Code. And then finally, the fifth criteria regarding spirit and intent of the code. Staff's opinion, approval of the variance is consistent with the general spirit and intent of the land development code. Granting the requested variance is consistent with the previous findings of the board and would permit for the development and use of an existing undeveloped parcel while ensuring that the needs and protections of the public interest are maintained. The subject property's depth and area, as well as use standards for most industrial land uses, restrict this subject property from many of the high intensity industrial uses. Granting the proposed setback would increase the buildable area for this relatively shallow IG district property. So the applicant is also working with planning development services staff to replat the existing lots and the vacate a right of way into three developable lots. You can see that on the site plan within the staff report. And as such, I'm going to phrase the staff recommendation accordingly. Staff recommends approval of the requested variance to reduce the required setback for an IG general industrial district lot abutting an R residential district or Lawrence smart code district lot listed in 20-601B of the Land Development Code from 50 feet to 23 feet for existing parcel number 079-29-0-20-09-002.00 and future lots addressed at 716 Lincoln Street, 720 Lincoln Street, and 724 Lincoln Street. So with that, I am wrapping up with my staff report. As always, I can stand for questions. And Joy um, is the applicant's representative tonight, and she's with us as well. This is Chairperson Harris. Thank you, Luke. Um, are there any questions for uh, staff on this issue? Okay. Board Member Gardner, um, if, if I were to do a motion on this, which would obviously be later, do I have to mention anything about the buffer thing you talked about? Do I have to limit it, or is the wording you've given us cover it without that buffer? The buffer yard? Luke, Luke Morrison, Planning Development Services. The buffer yard will be ensured during the site planning process. I would recommend reading um, the staff recommendation at okay. the bottom okay. of the staff report. All right. Thank you, Luke. All right, this is Chairperson Herod. I saw Board Member Shalinsky. Um, yeah, my question is, uh, Prior to the residential rezoning when the adjacent properties to the south were not residential, but were zoned, uh, I guess, M industrial, uh, what would have been the required setback at that time, the rear setback? Luke Mortensen, Planning and Development Services staff. I will pull up the 1966 code and do a double check, but I believe it would have been 15 feet, which is um, which has been transferred over to the current code when it's an IG against another, uh, you know, industrially zoned lot. So I believe it'll be 15 feet, but if you give me a minute, I'll double check. 
Okay, thank you. Chairperson Harrigan, while Luke is looking for that, is there any other questions anybody wants to throw out there? All right, well, we'll just let Luke take a look at his notes. Is there any chance we could go to the next part, um, Mr. Chairman, Board Member Gardner, because I'm, I committed to another event and okay. I forgot about it when I committed to this. So um, why oh, don't we? Luke Morrison, Planning Development Services, I had it pulled up here. Uh, an M3, which is what the subject property was against another non-residential district under the old code would have been 15 feet. Nice job, Luke. All right, this is Chairperson here. Thank you, Luke. Um, if there's no other questions for staff, um, is the applicant, well, the applicant's present, of course. You already said she was. Why don't we have the applicant say something to us if she likes? Hi, my name is Joy Ray with Paul Werner Architects. Um, I, Luke, Luke and uh, Catherine did a great job on the staff report. It's very thorough. Um, I don't have much to add other than our client excited about moving forward with these contractor shops and um, yeah we just look forward to your discussion and if you have any questions I'd be happy to answer them but again I think the planning staff has done a great job thank you this is chairperson Herod is there any questions for the applicant from the board all right I don't see any, qu any questions for the applicant this is chairperson Herod um, is there a motion oh is there anybody in uh, the room or on Zoom with co public comment regarding this item? Staff liaison, Catherine Week, there is no one in the room currently. And I don't see anybody on Zoom either. Board so, member Gardner, motion to uh, close public comment. Is there a second for board member Gardner's motion? Board member Clark, second. All right, so it's been moved and seconded to close public comment. I'd ask staff to call the roll. Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Herod? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Motion carries. Thank you. This is Chairperson Herod. Thank you. So uh, it's back to the board on uh, consideration of this item. Is there any discussion or anything? Board Member Gardner, um, I like what they're doing. I also agree. Uh, with the applicant that the staff, Luke and Catherine did a great job on the analysis. And I'd make a motion based on the findings of the staff report, concluding that the request meets the five conditions outlined in section 201309G1 to approve the variance for an IG general industrial district lot abutting an R residential district or Lawrence smart code district listed in section 2601B of the Land Development Code, and specifically to reduce the required setback from 50 to 23 feet for parcel number 079290209002.00-0 and future lots addressed at 716, 720, and 724 Lincoln Street, pending administrative, administrative approval of MS 2100194. So Chairperson Herod, thank you. Board Member Gardner, is there a second for board members? Uh, board Member Clark? Yeah, this is Board Member Clark, and it breaks my heart to steal this from Board Member Herod, who I feel like this is his love language, but uh, I would second that motion. That was a epic writ. <laughs> All right, well, no, no slight or offense taken. So it's been moved and seconded to uh, 
to adopt and approve the staff recommendation to grant the variance. If there's no objection, I would ask the staff to call the roll on this motion. Staff liaison, Catherine Week. Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Herod? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Motion carries four to zero, thank you. Mrs. Chairperson Herod, thank you for that, everybody. And it looks like uh, item D on our agenda tonight is we need to approve a 2022 meeting calendar. Yes, I also have one quick miscellaneous item that we'll do right after. It's a, more of an update after okay. the calendar. So I think I see as an attachment here mm -hmm. a calendar. Remember last year I asked something about July and was resoundingly thumped by the rest of the board. So I will be messing with the proposed calendar again. If any other board member wants to, you know, stick their hand in that bus, so I'll go ahead, but I won't. <laughs> Anybody have any problem with the calendar uh, as proposed uh, by staff for 2022? I see no, nothing. this is board member Clark. I'm, if we need to make a motion, I would move that we approve the calendar as is. All right, so it's been moved to approve the calendar as uh, promulgated by the board at this, or proposed by the board, uh, by the staff at this time. Is there a second? Board member Gardner, second. All right, it's been moved and seconded to adopt the calendar as proposed. I'd ask staff to call the roll. Staff liaison, Catherine Wheat, Clark. Aye. Gardner. Aye. Herod. Aye. Shalinsky. Aye. Motion carries four to zero. Thank you, Catherine. This is Chairperson Herod. So we have our calendar for next year. So everybody mind your dates um, and fill out your calendars. So uh, Catherine, I think you yeah. said you had a miscellaneous item for us. Staff liaison, and Catherine Weeks. So last meeting, um, you all asked me for an update on uh, the lawsuit that the Board of Zoning Appeals was um, involved in or named in. Um, and so I do have an update for you. Um, at the beginning of that hearing, the Board of Zoning Appeals was dismissed as a party, so you were not, it, the trial did not move forward with you as a party. Um, the city and the appellant did come to um, an agreement um, and it will impact parking that will be taking place in that area. That has not all been fleshed out yet, but as that's updating, um, there will be a little bit of changes that go on there. Um, so we'll have more clarification as those may come up. Um, if there are different parking calculations. But I did have a note from the city attorney and he did uh, ask me to relay to you that you all did a good job in analyzing um, the criteria that was before you and um, thought you made the right decision. So um, that's the update. This is Chairperson Herod. Thank you, Catherine, for that update on that item. I remember we spent quite a bit of time on that item. Well, I think that concludes the published agenda for the Board of Zoning Appeals. Uh, and with that, is that, if there's no other business to come before us, I'd be looking for a motion. Board Member Gardner, a motion to adjourn. All right, is there a second? Board Member Clark seconded. All right, so it's been moved and seconded to adjourn the Board of Zoning Appeals. Staff, would you call the roll? Sure. Staff is on Catherine Week. Clark? Aye. Gardner? Aye. Arid? Aye. And Shalinsky? Aye. The motion carries. Thank you all. Great job, Travis. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Ride the saddle one more time. Thanks a lot. Good night.